Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Thursday, 15th of June. General advice only, not to be confused with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. We did start out rather well today, up 36 points, which added to yesterday's 23 points. But if you have a look in my section, you'll see we're not really in a bull market in Australia. We are in the US, but not in Australia. Yet to break the downtrend, got to be said, I've still got 32% cash in the strategy portfolio, having sold the FANG ETF too early and now wondering what to do with the cash. If you hold, any fund manager will tell you, if you hold cash, it doesn't really worry individual investors, but if you hold cash as a fund manager, as anyone worried about or concerned with relative performance relative to a benchmark, if you hold cash and the market goes up, it's like dragging an anchor. And if you hold cash when the market goes down, you outperform. So it is a major decision for a fund manager. Sitting with 30% cash is effectively, even though we're holding the NASDAQ and the S&P, is effectively a bearish call. So should we be bearish or not? Well, in Australia, the market doesn't seem to be going anywhere. But as always, the market is a combination of two major sectors. The banks, which are on their lows. It would be really nice. Have a look at the chart. It would be really nice if the banks bottomed ahead of or conveniently ahead of the CBA results in August. Then we could get a rally rally into results and the dividend. There is almost a trade in the banks. The banks aren't really a trading sector, but the sector is now 15% off the top in fairly short shrift on little more than lack of interest post the major three going ex-dividend recently. The sector always slips off at this time of year and then rallies into August. So near the lows, if we can get a slightly better tone to the market, there might be a trade as well as a good time to invest in the banks for income. But it hasn't really started yet. One good day yesterday doesn't really help. Banks are looking okay today, but got my eye on the bank sector for that 32% cash for a run into results. We will see. The other thing to mention is technology once again led the US market overnight. That's where all the action is. Nothing really going on as a whole in Australia. All the action's been in the US. We've caught that FANG trade, closed it out a bit too early, but we're still in the NASDAQ trade. We're up 23% on that. The S&P 500 has also picked up now up 11.9% and having a better day in this REIT ETF I'm holding up 6.4% but it's a little bit benign. Anyway, aware that we have cash and could probably do better than being in REITs and for the moment the US market is still running. As you know, we launched yesterday in the Macquarie portfolio and the BHP portfolio and if you want any reasoning for that have a look at my section today. You'll see both have broken out in the last couple of days. Long may it continue, but it's rare that this will happen in a straight line. But what I would tell you is that sharp rises do tend to start trends. So whilst we will doubtless have a bit of a wiggle about, hopefully we saw the bottom there at the beginning of this month in both those stocks. The driver for BHP, of course, is the Chinese stimulus. For the first time in months, the Chinese took to a number of their interest rates day before yesterday, suggesting that they are getting concerned about growth and are therefore going to stimulate their speculation about a stimulus package of some sort, probably targeted at the property sector. There's also some articles suggesting that rather than this being a fabulous spending spree to froth up the economy, it's actually a rearguard action to stop it falling in a hole. So the sort of backdrop to it's a bit negative, not quite a rocket going 
going off more like a sparkler, handheld sparkler. Yay, rather than hooray. So hopefully it will carry on. Anyway, we're in like Flynn and we're doing okay in both BHP and Macquarie so far. Two days does not make a successful trade. Of course, sorry, I haven't mentioned yet. The Fed skipped last night, but as as you've doubtless read, it's not as if they are passing on interest rates or getting more dovish. It is simply that they've passed for the moment and are talking about two more rate rises and peaks of rates being 50 to 75 basis points higher than they are now. So it's not really a reprieve. It's a temporary postponement of execution. So it hasn't exactly lit the blue touch paper. It's more of a fizzle, quiet fizzle. But that's okay. As long as our market doesn't mind, it's better than it not liking it. In the ideas portfolio, one failure, one success. Lavisa LOV we bought yesterday. We're down 3.5% on it already. It fell from the open yesterday. And I noticed City have got a sell recommendation on it this morning. But I have put in, without the City update, I have put in the broker stuff in the newsletter today. And let me just give you the target prices from brokers on Lavisa are 39% above the current share price, 63%, 18%, 38%, 91%, that's Macquarie, 50% and 34% above the current share price. Plus it's got a 5.2% yield, trading slightly below intrinsic value, has already underperformed 27% in one month, had a few broker downgrades already, and a tiny weeny bottoming in the share price. Followed through today, but still happy with the decision to buy Lavisa for a trade. And Fortescue Metals were doing rather nicely on them, up 4.8% since the open yesterday morning. So not complaining about that. Fortescue is always going to give you more bang for your buck if you can get the resources right. And it's always going to be, it is 100% iron ore production and 100% of it goes to China. So it is a barometer of Chinese economic sentiment. So the stimulus stuff is why we've bought it. Let's hope we can get in and out before that dies away. Right, that's about it from me. I've done a stock take on Domino's today. Have a look at that. The conclusion is don't bother. You can read it for yourself. Had a bit of a profits warning. Slimming down, cutting costs, margin pressure. At some point, it's a big quality company, 3.8 billion market cap. If it was sitting on a 5% yield and a 15 times PE, you'd probably be buying it on weakness. But on a 23 times PE and a 4.3% yield, including franking, it's not exactly screaming by me, even though the share price is down from an extraordinary $160 to $43. We should really just be allowed to eradicate or erase the price history of some stocks because really everybody lost their heads in the pandemic thinking Domino's Pizza was something more than a pizza delivery franchise business. PE of 60 times it was on, now back to 23 times, back to earth, the long-term average 28 times. Anyway, doesn't seem to be much impetus behind that. And the brokers vary a lot. Morgan's with a target price 39% above the current share price. Morgan Stanley 50% above the current share price. Macquarie 6%. UBS 7% below. Take your pick. Anyway, I think you need to wake up in the morning to stocks that you're excited about. And I wouldn't be excited waking up about dominoes. And technically the trend is horrible. I am doing a, with my back pain, I was up in the middle of the night watching videos on CSL and what they do after their bit of a profits warning yesterday. As I say, doing a a stock take, we'll see what comes out of that, but I can pretty much tell you what it's going to say, and most of the brokers seem to agree, and that is that this is a quality stock, $138 billion.
billion dollar market cap, 32,000 employees. This is a juggernaut. At that sort of size, growth is going to be hard to achieve in multiples much more than 10%. But I think the main point in the short term is that the share price dropped yesterday after an update about their foreign exchange exposures being worse than they thought this year or worse than they originally budgeted. But in current cost basis, guidance is at the top end of the range, but the market obviously doesn't like that sort of vibe. And there's a bit of a vibe on margins as well. Costs are up, getting people in the plasma business, just operating costs are up. So margins are a bit benign. But having seen all that, read all that, done all that, almost every broker has a target price 15 to 20% above the current share price. Almost everybody has a buy, one hold recommendation. Uh, This is not an event that should disturb investors. You just sit with it. Don't get spoofed out on one six-month period of currency not going the way they wanted. That is out of their control. So still a quality company. If you're after reliable, CSL. If you're after sexy, not CSL. Henry looks at the Fed, keeps talking about the Kennel Club, all the stocks that are likely to get sold off on tax loss selling. We're, We're running out of time on tax loss selling. Got to say, two weeks left in June. And It's no good really listing stocks that have performed terribly that you should think about. All you need to do if you are tax loss selling is have a good look at what you hold. And if you have crystallized capital gains this year, you're going to be paying tax. So what people do is they also look at their portfolio and see what they've lost money on. And before the end of the financial year, they sell stocks that they've lost money on. And then they can think about buying them back again, even if they like them that much. But the idea is simply to offset your capital gains with losses rather than just pay tax on the gains. Anyway, there's not really, as I say, much point listing the stocks that are likely to be tax selling targets because the only ones relevant to you are the stocks in your portfolio and the state of your portfolio. Where there is a bit of interest, of course, in tax loss selling is that there are some stocks that will get oversold by tax loss selling. And generally speaking, they tend to bottom a week before the end of June. So if, say, uh, two of the worst performers this year of been elders and Instatech pivot. They're likely to dive into the end of June. And then in the last week of June, they tend to bottom and uh, rally. So some nimble members amongst you might be looking to buy sold down stocks in order to sell them again. So Henry's looking at some of the opportunities there. He's mentioned so far Dubber, Zip, Hastings, HAS, Year Low, Vulcan, IPL, BLX, plenty of others as well. Henry was on the call yesterday on Ausbiz talking CSL. He's got a link to that in his piece today. And that's about that. We have a member's survey today. I would love you to go to the website. It'll be in the emails. You'll see it around. We'll keep it running for a while. It's a monkey survey. Only a few questions. The guys have done it in four minutes, so it shouldn't take you too long. A few questions about yourself, trying to get a handle on our demographic. And three little questions at the end, or one in particular. What is the one thing we do well? What is one thing we could do better? Write as many things as you like in there. And that's about that fill in the survey right as i leave you market up 16 dow futures down 36 we've had a reasonably strong jobs number today which suggests that the fed may not the fed the rba are more likely to raise rates haven't seen the gp gdp number yet the rba rate tracker has the chances of a rate rise at the next rba meeting in two weeks time at 25 percent up from 21 percent yesterday that's about that you have a fabulous day and we'll be back tomorrow.